let's get right into this movie. Let's just jump right into Barbie because I'm excited to talk about it. Let's do it. And I don't want to waste any time. We're talking Barbie this week. Part one of, of, of our Barbenheimer summer. <laughs> we'll be talking Oppenheimer later. Today's Barbie's Day. Um, brand new movie from director Greta Gerwig, starring Margot Robbie as Barbie, Ryan Gosling as Ken, and then just a great uh, supporting cast around that. Um, the letterbox plot summary of this movie is Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colorful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie land. However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. Um, we got Nikki on the show today because you are going to be our resident Barbie expert, Ooh, especially according to that. the hat. <laughs> You'll know more than us. Uh, so I think we have to start with you. You're a Barbie fan. What does Barbie mean to you? It means something way different to us growing up. So, so tell us what Barbie means to you, and then just tell us what you think thought of the movie. So, um, I will say that I mean, I was a, I was a girl child in the '90s, right? Um, born in '88, so my adolescence was the '90s, and I am female. Yep. So, of course. Barbie is part of my story. Like, of course it is. Um, I I will say that I I don't necessarily have like an attachment to Barbie in any way. It wasn't really part of my personality. It doesn't really stand out in my childhood the way that like Disney does, for mm -hmm. example. Um, but of course I had Barbies. Of course I played with them. I had the, I had, well, I, I had a dollhouse. It wasn't a Barbie one. It was actually like a Fisher Price one, but I played with my Barbies in it I had I did have the cool pink Corvette that had like the battery that you charged and died after like three minutes out off the charger yeah I did have that uh I did have that and I did love that um just to come full circle with an earlier appearance that I made on the show I can tell you uh the last Barbie doll that I bought okay um for those who I maybe listen enough to the show. You may remember I was on the um, Turning Red episode and I opened it up about my obsession with NSYNC. And um, in the early 2000s, there was a Barbie NSYNC line. Now, your brain just thought of the marionettes. I'm not talking about the marionettes. I am talking about Barbie dressed up like an NSYNC fangirl. Oh. Yes. Oh. And yes. And I was like 14 NSYNC and obsessed with NSYNC. So I had to have one. And there was my favorite was Lance. And um they uh there was there was one like one for each guy and uh -huh. there was a there was a a, a bar it wasn't Barbie. It was like one of her friends. I can't remember her name, but I, I was like, I don't know anything about her, but she's got Lance on her outfit, so I gotta have her. Uh, and I'm, and that's the last Barbie I ever bought. Um, but of course, I love Barbie. So, like, of course, I was, I was excited um, that a Barbie movie was coming to be. And actually, David bought me this hat on his, on his own. I actually did not know this existed or asked for it. He just picked it out for me. Good job, David. Nice. But um, I was very excited when I found out a Barbie movie was coming to be um and I actually kind of weirdly thought god it took them long enough 
right? Because I mean, we're so obsessed with, you know, remaking stuff from, you know, pre 2000. Why are we just now getting a Barbie movie? That part never made sense to me. Um, and I, I am the only person on the planet who will say this and I know that and that's okay. But um, remember in the beginning, Amy Schumer was supposed to play Barbie. I did, I did I was, remember that, yeah. I was curious. I'm not going to lie. I, I wanted to know what that was going to be, which is interesting because I'm not an Amy Schumer fan. She has, uh-huh. there's nothing that she's done that has made me say, yes, that's amazing. And I love her. Uh-huh. But I did think there was something really interesting about casting somebody as Barbie who doesn't look anything like Barbie. I thought that yeah. was a really interesting idea. Um, and then of course they got Margot Robbie and she, I mean, she was amazing. She, she was absolutely the right person for this role. Friends. I have been floating for three days. I loved this movie. I loved it so, 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 so much. I I just, I'm so glad that it exists at this point in my life because I do feel like it was made for people from my generation. You know, mm-hmm. where we grew up with Barbie telling us, you can be anything, you can do anything you want to do. And we've gotten to this point in our lives where we maybe didn't do everything we thought we were going to do by this point. Mm-hmm. We thought maybe that we we haven't, it hasn't really happened the way we thought it was going to happen. And, and is that okay? Or is it not? And Barbie taught us again that yes, it is. It's, it's okay that you are where you are and who, and, and, and who you are. So I love, I loved this movie. I, I, I loved it. I, I, I am, I'm going to be brief and fast tonight because I thought it was, I, I thought it was great. I have very, very, very little bad to say about it, if anything bad to say about it. Um, I thought everybody was perfectly cast. I thought everybody in this movie did an outstanding job. I don't have any, like nobody sucked energy out of any scenes. Nobody, you know, there were never any really slow moments for me. I just, I've been on a cloud. I've been on a cloud for three days. I thought it was fantastic. Amazing review. We'd love to hear that. Love anytime a movie can 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 make you make you float for three days uh so so what did what did you think david uh what was your experience growing up because you, you did oh, you didn't have gosh. sisters in the house no sisters so did you even was barbie even in your realm um no not really um you know there was uh i when i was probably in my seven to 10 range. There's Lance Bass Barbie. There is Lance Bass there for the YouTube viewers. We're going to send that, to a, send that to me and we'll try to, we'll try to superimpose that in the TikTok there when we go. you're talking about okay. it. Um, Christy is her name. Didn't know Christy, a thing about Christy, but she had the Lance Bass card. So I had was, to have her. She, she was your, she was your surrogate. Um, You know, I, I would go over to like a babysitters and like they would have daughters or something that have Barbies around. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then, uh, you know, girls would bring them to show and tell as a kid. But I never really obviously no sisters around or no, uh, you know, uh, uh, Barbie wasn't really uh, sent to me. Uh, likewise, I didn't really have any like G.I. Joe's either, like would be, I think, which is mostly like the little boy sort right. of component or, a, 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 you know, a. a no, the closest I really had to like female toys were uh, uh, Doctor Crusher and uh, <laughs> and and um, uh, uh, Deanna Troy. I had yeah. their action figures, and then I also had uh, the pink and yellow Power Rangers. Those were kind of the closest to toys that I had that were females. But uh, but I demanded for my mom. I was like, I have to have the whole Trek group. I can't just have the guys. I got to have. You Dr. just Crusher have the guys here. now. 
so but coming into the movie i didn't know much about the barbie mythos or anything like that i didn't really know like what the real history was the only thing i've known about barbie there is actually a connection to david and barbie and that is that barbie and i share the same birthday barbie was born slash created on march 9th 1959 me uh 1990 march 9th so uh you know i do share that every year when uh when things come up or whenever you look up who shares your birthday it always tells me barbie shares my birthday so there's that but this movie was so funny and so weird at times and you know josh you've oft described movies as fever dreams and this is the closest that I think a movie has actually come to being a fever dream for me. It was, it was very, it was, it was very funny. It was very poignant at times. And, uh, you know, I really, uh, I just couldn't get over how it kind of kept subverting what I expected it to be every, at every turn. Every time I thought I understood where they were going, they went somewhere else. Mm. Uh, you know, me, I hate the, and then they go to the real world. (laughs) Yeah. I hate that as a, uh, as a trope in things. And I was so glad when they went back to Barbie land, spoiler alert, that when they went back to Barbie land and a lot of the movie took place there, I was like, good. Cause Barbie land is way more interesting than the real world. Yeah. I'm not just interested in the real world commentary on Barbie. Barbie's actual universe they created for this film is so interesting that I would rather be there. Um, I don't think this. I think I, I don't think this is a spoiler, but uh, as a big Matchbox Twenty fan, I did I did have a very good time. Uh, Nikki did laugh at me for singing along in the theater. Um, yeah, but I felt I felt the for, moment. You know, for all the kids in the world, it is what it is. And just, Highly funny. As the, resident, as the resident female in the room, that scene was especially poignant because yes, <laughs> like that, like friends, that is that is exactly what it looks like and feels like and all of the like yes, mm-hmm. I have lived that life. So uh yeah not with that me, one, but that not with you. David doesn't play guitar. But play uh, guitar. Yeah. I don't really serenade either. Yeah. Uh, the the awkward smile of like but I was singing along at that moment because it's a banger. Anyhow it certified. <laughs> anyhow, um yeah, uh, I, I would also struggle to think of much negative to say. Uh, I was laughing as I was watching it because I was like, oh, there's a certain demo that's going to hate this movie. As I was watching it, I was like, right, gonna, right. this is going to dig right into them. Um, I did have some interesting... So after watching the movie, I did, I did do some more research and I did have some interesting questions that I would love to ask Greta Gerwig, but I'm never going to get to. So I'll just ask him here later. That sounds Josh, fair to me. What did you think? Uh, so I did grow up with the younger sister in the house, so Barbies were around for sure. Um, I mean, obviously, me being a little boy, I was like, I don't like the Barbies. Get them out of here, because she'd also like watch the little Barbie cartoons mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I do remember being like, Batman could drive the car, though. <laughs> Batman could drive the Corvette. That part's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So... I, when I thought of a Barbie movie, I think of like that, those kind of older 90s cartoon Barbies. The sort of direct-to-video um, ones. Right, that's what I think of. So I'm not saying I expected that because I also know this is a Greta Gerwig movie, so I knew that it would be the furthest from that. But I was like, that's the only thing I have to compare it to in my head. Um, so to say I was uh, completely surprised would be an understatement. I mean, the movie is super weird, like you said, David. Um, 
to at times where I can't really believe it exists or that it was a, that some of these things were even allowed to be done uh, was surprising to me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of critique of Mattel as a company. Um, Mattel is one of the producers of this movie, so they were cool with that. Um, they unearth a lot of problematic discontinued Barbies. That was funny. <laughs> that was very yeah, funny. It was. Uh, so I love how self-critical it could be while also embracing what Barbie is supposed to be and doing it really well to the point where people like us, David, a couple of dumb kins who don't have any experience with Barbie right. can understand the appeal immediately. Right. Um, yes, I see where uh, a certain group will hate this movie, and we've heard from most of them already. Yeah. Um, I think they've ranted about it on podcasts for longer than they watched it. True. <laughs> I personally think that from the male perspective, there's a lot of great lessons and messages for men as well. Um, while we are the butt of the joke a lot of the time, and deservedly so in this movie, I think, Ken walks away learning a really great message too. Hopefully. And so I can't, I was like, even I walk away feeling like I'm learning something about myself. Mm-hmm. So what are all these men mad about? I don't know. There was one moment in the very beginning that like, I, w- I don't want to say I was mad about, but it, it ruffled a feather for me. Um, I, I, like, I was like, I was like that mad about it. Like for those who can't see my fingers are touching the display. Like I was like 0.00001% mad. Um, and it wasn't even that I was mad. It was just kind of like, well, Hey now. Um, and that was the beginning where Helen Mirren is doing the voiceover with little girls. And she says the thing about, you know, like, and they had their dolls and they got to play mommy, which is fun for a while. And then like you see Midge later and it's like, but we don't, we don't focus on Midge because Midge is pregnant and it's not cool to be pregnant. Listen, I understand and I respect that as a society, we have a long way to go when it comes Mm -hmm. to accepting the fact that people, that, that choosing to be child-free is completely valid. Um, And it is, it is a completely valid decision. Um, But I am a mom and I'm very proud to be a mom. Um, And, you know, we you know, we kind of went through some stuff to become parents in the first place. So I was a little offended because while I agree that not having kids is a valid choice, choosing to have them is just as valid. And we don't have to tear down choosing to be a parent to raise up not wanting to be a parent. We can just accept both ideas. So I was kind of offended in the beginning. Again, not really, but like I said, it ruffled one feather. But then in the end, America Ferreira gives this beautiful speech, this great monologue about how it's okay, about how it's okay to be exactly who you are and not feel like something is wrong with that. Even if who you are is a mom, even if who you are is, you know, all of the things that Barbie said you were going to be, whatever the case is. And so when she said that, I was like, okay, (laughs) the movie knew what it was doing. Never mind. Feather unruffled. (laughs) what's yours yeah what are your uh my 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 chiefest complaint well so the thing is the my complaint's gonna sound really really dumb but i mean phrase it like this the barbie aspect of this movie was so perfect that my only complaints are with the ken part um 
the only thing that would have one thing that would have really set this movie over the top is if we got John Cena's Ken in the Ken song in the big Ken I'm just Ken number. We needed John Cena also dancing back there. Uh, granted, he probably wasn't available. I'll, I'll give it to him. But honestly, the only other thing that I would have liked is more Will Ferrell. And I don't say that too often, as Nikki pointed out afterwards. Um, Will Ferrell as a lead for me is hit and miss, but as a supporting character, Will Ferrell is like he's 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 like Creed on The Office. He never misses. Um, so there was like a long stretch where there was like Will Ferrell. He's like in Barbie Land, and then it was like forty minutes go by, and then he finally shows up again. And I was like, man, Will Ferrell was killing it in every scene he was in. So like, I wish we got just a little bit more of him. No real, no no real strong complaints. It was a very solid movie. I think um, I would have liked a scene having um ryan gosling can share his findings with the other kins right um because the way we see it now barbie just returns to the ken revolution uh mm-hmm. but we didn't really see how it happened i could have i would have liked it <laughs> oh my god that could like him in like a boardroom with all of them like sitting around yes. and he's like at like at, like a powerpoint and he's like explaining all and, the like, patriarchy man plus horse equals patriotism or patriarchy yeah. Or something like that. And of course, Mike, we can't leave out Alan in all of this. Michael I could have Zero. used more Alan too. Yeah. Could have used so much. We found out after we saw it that apparently Jonathan Groff was supposed to play Alan, but he had to um, drop out because of of um, of uh, some scheduling conflicts. I don't know that I'm upset about it because no. Michael Sierra was fantastic as Alan. He so- was so funny. And if you look up what an Alan looks like, the toy. It does kind of like Jonathan Groff would have yeah. fit, but getting Michael Sarah in there is really funny. And um, the other thing that I think we could have used more of was Helen Mirren as the narrator because she kind of she's there she at the funny. beginning and then she kind of dips out for a long time and then she just suddenly reappears just to say Margot Robbie's too pretty to be playing this scene. Right. Um, I I'll forgive it because it's a Barbie movie which yeah. is just full of fantastical stuff, but it that it does hit our trope of introducing a narrator for no real reason than having them disappear. <laughs> right? it's, it, if you're going to have a narrator, keep the narrator keep going. Keep the narrator <laughs> or you don't. Know? But she drops out for a long time. And then there's a scene like, I don't know, an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. And yeah. then she just suddenly reappears for the one line. And then she's I guess gone. that I'll, I'll file that as my one complaint. Narrator. <laughs> Weird use it. of narrator. <laughs> Rhea Perlman, her two scenes, three scenes are amazing. She has the best Oh, she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wept. I wept after her like last scene there at the end where she said the thing about we mothers stand still so that our daughters can see how far they've come. Mm-hmm. Great line. Tears, immediate tears. And I was sitting next to two like 15 year old girls and I was like, I don't care. I don't care if you guys see me totally losing my cool here. And, like, and that's, I, was, that's, that's what... I was sitting next to a guy dressed as Robert Oppenheimer. Perfect. So I was like, pretty, uh, pretty sensitive movie here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, um, but I, you know, I feel like there's so many names. It's so hard to like, not, but to, to not, to, to, to pick who you want to talk about. Obviously Margot Robbie kills it. Obviously Ryan Gosling. Ryan, Ryan Gosling is inspired most, like, in this movie. I personally, he one of the most underrated actors that he uh, is like, he was I don't know. Uh, I think he's in the awards conversation. Here's what here's what I said. I won't be surprised. I'm gonna say I genuinely it. won't be surprised. Here's what I said going into this movie. I had my expectations were razor thin for the movie. Like mm-hmm. I, I I I thought it might be good, 
-hmm. but I started to get this feeling of can this movie live up to Ryan Gosling's promotion? Because he's been so funny on the promo circuit. He did. All of his stuff of like how he got into the Ken nature, uh, him describing Ken. Uh, he was on a red carpet and someone asked him like, what does Ken want? He goes, what does Ken want? And he's like, Ken, you know, Ken doesn't have a, Ken, there's no Ken's dream house. Can you imagine a more silly statement? Like the way he said it just made me like, just made me burst out laughing. And I, I actually thought that America Ferrera was going to be a Barbie, but she turns out to be uh, this real world analog or whatever for, for the, for main character Barbie. Barbie's avatar. Barbie's avatar. Exactly. You know- they keep bringing her up in the conversation of supporting characters. I, in my opinion, Gloria is a main character. Yeah, I don't she... think she's supporting. And I, before we get too far away, something else I really loved uh, the the metaphor of the the board, the CEOs and all the executives mm-hmm. of Barbies being all men and making all of these decisions for women and about women, but it being all men and them even like radically screaming about how feminist they are and how pro women they are and how great, how, how much they care about women. It just, I, it was, it was was surprising. Like Josh, like you said, it was surprising that Mattel let them do that. I I don't know. Cause at that moment, the women next to me are laughing and I'm going. (laughs) Well, and I was laughing and, Will Ferrell himself, I just saw a TikTok about this, Will Ferrell on the red carpet, or on a red carpet, a pink carpet somewhere, saying that he read the scene, he read he read the, the script, and he was like, oh, they, surely they haven't actually run this by Mattel yet. Like, this is really funny, but this character won't live. You know, like, this character's not going to make it into the movie. They, they, they've got to get the screen first. And so he was like, I'll accept it if the, if the role survives. And they're like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, Mattel's going to reject it, right? And they're like, oh, Mattel, Mattel already approved it. And he went, and he was like, oh, I'll do it then. We're talking about Barbie here, and I and, understand that. Between, like, Killian Murphy just, like, like absolutely dominating in Oppenheimer, doing giving a fantastic performance, and then Ryan Gosling and so many other of these supporting people in Barbie being as amazing as they are, mm-hmm. I feel like this is a huge weekend for people who have deserved their due Attention, for yeah. a very long time mm-hmm. finally getting it. Yeah. I want to say if you're the kind of person because this was and and I had to divorce myself of the idea after a little while into the movie, right? And then the movie actively tells you to do this. If you're the kind of person that's concerned with like rules and like you know, how is this how is this work? How does that work? Don't. Like just completely divorce each other. Doesn't make sense. They don't want it to make sense. They don't care if it makes sense. What is Barbie Land? Like they even ask. Like I got a character says, "What is Barbie Land? Is it like an alternate universe, or is it like our collective imaginations?" And they go, "Yeah, yeah." And they go, "Yes." <laughs> don't don't think about it. Barbie Land just it's exists. Not explained. Yeah. Barbies can the, the these uh you know because like at first I was thinking like okay so like each one of these Barbies is a Barbie, and like each one of these Barbies is being played with in real time, but they're all single representations of every version of themselves so like every president barbie is that president barbie so it makes it really strange when you're like well america Ferreira can't be the first person to play with a barbie to have an existential crisis um and they kind of hint that like others have crossed over before but uh, at the same time it's kind of like if you get too much in your own head with that it's like well the movie's gonna fall apart very quickly and so like don't because like it's just no point 
there are no rules this is this is not a uh you know this is not the mcu this is not uh you know uh mission impossible there's no guidelines here it's off the rails it's a fever dream just go with it if you're willing to suspend all disbelief it's pretty great Mm. um because yeah i also love that barbie land is um basically a top government secret but also easily accessible from the santa monica boardwalk (laughs) i also loved you know I can't believe Nikki, you didn't bring up the joke of all in all members of NSYNC being Ken dolls that had escaped. <laughs> Cause that was a great just, joke. <laughs> I forgot that until you said that just now, actually. Yeah. That, and that's, and actually, you know, it's funny when it's, when, when that happened in the movie, I went, Oh my God, I bought an NSYNC Barbie doll. <laughs> like that was when I remember <laughs> that I had done the NSYNC Barbie doll. Uh, and it makes it. Yeah. It, it it was it was so funny as soon as they like had uh put down the idea that other barbies had escaped i was like oh man who are they gonna say was a barbie the whole time <laughs> yeah and they say even him like uh hinting at i assume justin oh yeah. right, right 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 yeah 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 very good movie uh clearly we all loved it a lot mm-hmm. but like you said, very thoughtful movie. A lot of good, a lot, a lot of it's very not, thoughtful movie. You know, not just shallow comedy. Spend the movie's runtime analyzing the whole thing. There's a great dichotomy of seeing Barbie Land, which is run perfectly by women according mm-hmm. to their rules, um, but in that world, the men are the men feel ignored. Um, so for them, it's not perfect. And then you know the complete opposite in the real world. So then trying to find this place where Barbie land can be good for all. Ah, yay. Like, yeah. it's a great message overall. Cause, but you know, I have to say, <laughs> even in the world where the men are mistreated in Barbie land, man, they're still just ignored, you know, <laughs> like they're not like, they're not like hunted. <laughs> no. No. It's still not the same. And I was like, that no. is the patriarchy right there. No, Even in the bad place, the men are well, like better off. There's no, because, well, you know, there's no sex in Barbie world. Like, there's no, uh, right. there's no, they don't even know the, they, they, they don't know what boys and girls do when they, when they go inside together. That's something they describe early on, right? There's, it's just like a purified existence of imagine of, of you know, pre-adolescent imagination. Um, Except for when they come to the real world, when Ken says one of my other favorite lines, I have all the genitals. <laughs> Yeah, they, they seemingly have a knowledge of it, just not what they do. Because Barbie, <laughs> Barbie kind of vacillates between not knowing anything and then also knowing a lot of things. Like she'll know that fascists control railroads or something like that, right? Which that's control the flow of commerce. <laughs> she'll know that. She'll know other really smart things, but oh. she won't know. You know, she won't have any sort of concept of uh, what what it means, means to be self conscious. You know. Yeah. I um I uh I keep wanting on the note of 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 that I keep wanting to point out how funny I think it is that in this movie about Barbie we're spending all this time talking about how great Ken is but then I also think that's the point that's the that's one of the points that the movie is making it is, is certainly one of the points mm-hmm. uh, yeah and I, if we're over talking about Ken I, I apologize because Barbie is 
No, I don't think we are. I don't mean I don't mean on the on the podcast. I'm talking oh, about as a society else. how much praise Ryan Gosling and the other tents are getting. You're right. Um, I thought that too. I had that thought coming out of it. I was like, can I say that Ryan Gosling might be my favorite part of Barbie, the Barbie movie? Because uh, yeah. I don't know. Not it's not a competition. I don't mean it that way. Um, he just was surprising, and I think it's mainly because I thought Ken would just be a sidekick. I didn't think he'd have an arc really. Um, and I, was, I thought I was fine, I'd be fine with that. I thought he was going to have like a tremendous arc, but one that might overshow shine Barbie. But I didn't think it was going to be. I didn't think there was going to have this uh, this dark undertone to it, you know, or maybe overtone. Really, this dark tone to it. I because because all the promotion was she's Barbie, he's just Ken, and I thought well you wouldn't. And I thought to myself, well they wouldn't phrase it that way unless Ken was like a vital part of the story because. By saying that, it automatically puts him as the one who needs to grow. Barbie knows who she is. She's Barbie. He's just Ken. So, like, he needs to, like, figure out who he is mm-hmm. with Barbie, right? That was kind of what all the promotion sort of made me think. And I was like, is Bar- is is this Barbie movie going to accidentally be a movie about Ken? Um, right. And it and wasn't, luckily, thankfully. They, they, like, it is still very Barbie-centric. I want other men hearing this to be like, okay, maybe the movie's okay to watch. Because uh, it is, and you should, and you'll learn something. Oh, uh, it's yes. not this man-hating movie that other people on the internet are trying to make you think. No, it's... Um, at all. It, not by any it, means. I mean, it's critical of... It's for sure critical idea of, of societal norms. It, it's critical of... It be. Yeah. It, it, it's critical of this idea of... This, this is, you know, this is a popular term right now, which is incels. And it's <laughs> critical of this idea of these guys who can't get the attention they want so they take it through violent action or force or by belittling um women around them and it's it's definitely there is a there is a commentary there on ken seeing what he thinks he he's deserved what he thinks that because he's inherently because he's a man he inherently deserves this certain type of treatment that the kens don't get in barbie world and takes that back to all of his dumb friends and they try to instill that the only place they can, which is in Barbie world. And you see that with people on the internet trying to instill this idea of like, well, I'm a man, therefore I deserve to be treated a certain way. And I think it it gets complicated because Ken himself, I don't, you know, like, I think they would, you know, Ken, the way that, um, the way that Helen Mirren describes it is Ken has a good day if Barbie notices him. And that's a little bit more, uh innocent of a of a starting point than i think a lot of people get to but but it, i don't think it, it's not man hating but it is there is a critical commentary on a certain mindset amongst younger men on the internet today and yeah like i said when i said it's going to irritate a certain demographic that's the demographic is these people is, is that is that group of people there are a lot of great barbie moments though too though and now some of them are coming back to me as we've been talking more um you mentioned the Rhea Perlman scenes earlier, Nikki. That first one she has with her in the uh, Mattel, I don't know, mirror, uh, room, yeah. room of Requirement. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's... <laughs> room of Requirement. <laughs> There's no other explanation for what that room is. Well, yeah. Other than when Will Ferrell later well, says her ghost yeah. just hangs out in there. Yeah, her ghost has yeah. an office on the 14th floor or whatever it is. Um, but there is this this great moment there where they get to connect where she kind of confronts her existence 
um, and has, I don't know what you call it, a flashback of some kind. <laughs> Apparently, Greta Gerwig said, so she has the moment at the bus stop with the the older lady. Mm-hmm. And she tells her, like, yeah. you're beautiful. And the and the woman, I can't remember what she says. She says, I know. I know, or, or yeah. Something. Yeah, she says, I know, which is such a, a wonderful moment. Greta Gerwig, I guess, in, in meetings with, you know, the upper, the, like the higher ups, they told her like, eh, you can, you can just cut that. Like, we want that out. And she told them no, that that scene was the reason she was making this movie. And that if that scene wasn't in the movie, she didn't know what, what they were doing. I agree. And I can see that. I can, I can see that. But I do think that if that specific, if that's, and I guess, I guess you can pull this into a nitpick thing, but if that's true, that, that that is such a monumental moment for her, then I do think in all of those times when she was like having the little montages in her head of like what women do, I feel like that could have come up again in one of those moments just to kind of bring it back around to that idea. Because I understand why that's impactful to the movie. But if you hadn't told me that she wanted it to, that Greta Gerwig wanted it to be impactful, I don't know that it would have been. It would have just been a very nice moment that Barbie had with an, with an older woman, you know, because she has no idea that people can grow old and now, and she was terrified of the idea of it happening and the idea of death. And now that she's seen it and she'd seen someone come to the end of their lives or at, at that end, she thinks that's beautiful and she loves it. And and I, I understand that that's, that's precious and I get it. But if you hadn't told me that that was an impactful moment, I don't, I don't know that it would have been. So maybe that's, maybe so maybe so yeah i can see why it would be better to or why i would have helped to call back to it because yeah you don't really think about it again um Um, i think i think the moment sorry no go ahead i was just gonna say i think the moment with the creator at the end is much louder and much stronger and i think they work together those two moments but i definitely walked away thinking more about that ending than i did that moment yeah, um, that ending scene I think is is where I, where I want us to to start to wrap up this conversation because it's the 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 real ultimate spoiler. So if you're st- if you haven't seen it and you're still listening, oh yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. But um, <laughs> we have this to me again fully unexpected, deeply weird moment at the end where Barbie makes the decision to become human. Um, to experience what the real world is like and to actually try to change it for the better like Barbie is supposed to. Mm-hmm. But how did you how did you all react to to that to Barbie wanting to become a real person? It definitely wasn't something that I expected, which I mean this was a movie full of things yeah. not to expect. Um but when you think about it, when you've seen these things that she's gone through, she can't just go back to Barbie land. Mm-hmm. She can't. It's not realistic. Um, and she always, she wanted more and she found a way that she could get more. And I, I love the, I don't exactly remember how she said it, but she says, I, I want to be the one who's imagining things. I don't want to be the idea. I want to be the one who's doing the thinking. And I thought that was, right. I thought that was amazing. And I think it does kind of pull back into that theme that Barbie has always had of you can be anything. Mm. You can be anything, even human. <laughs> you can be the one who comes up with the ideas and Barbie's going to go live that. Mm-hmm. I I wish that we had kind of got to see a little bit of, we, we did get a little bit more of like what Barbie land was like after Barbie left, but I wish that we 
I got to see a touch more of that of the of the Kins and the Barbies kind of coming together to you know run this place instead of you know leaving things how they did but I I think I think it's a very appropriate ending I think it works very well yeah I, I yeah like I said I didn't expect it there's kind of a uh, like a little Pinocchio-esque thing going on there at the end with wanting to be a real real person. Um, and I thought it was handled really beautifully. And then it's a really funny last line of the movie. Yeah, um, it is. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a good, powerful moment. It definitely, uh, I, we can talk here in a second about that question that I sent you uh, through messages, Josh, about whether or not it closes the door uh, for something else. Yeah, what I liked about about the ending, I, I think, is that the movie wasn't about Barbie wanting to become a real person. That was like a decision she made at that point after going through all this. Um, so that was nice. It was like her seeing her evolution instead of her just being like, I'm tired of Barbie land. I want to see what it's really like. Um, no, she never really wanted that. Um, it just kind of got to the point. Yeah. Where, like you said, Nikki, I think that she couldn't, you can't go back once you've kind of left the nest like that. So I, I liked it. Uh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about if they'll do a sequel, David, I don't know how to even like, no, I don't think that they closed it off by any means. Right. Um, I don't know if this team would come back for it. You know, I don't know if Greta yeah. Gerwig would come back, would do a sequel. I don't know. I, I do. Don't I think one. there's more stories to tell in Barbie Land. Yeah. Could there I be? Do. Sure. I don't want one. I'm. It, I, I'm perfectly content with this. Just. I. I'm. I know. And I, I'm getting a lot of like sequel fatigue. I. I, I don't think, think everything needs a sequel. Yeah. There's so many. And I, and I agree. Yeah. There should not be a sequel. So we agree on that. There should not be. Oh, no. Will there be? probably oh you're it's gonna i thought you were gonna pitch like a ken solo movie no will there be though there's a very good chance we'll talk about the box office returns there in just a second but mattel has just really launched into the film like the the theatrical filmmaking world and they and warner brothers hits it out of the park on the first try why would they sit on it barbie for another 90 years and wait for another barbie movie to be made like I would have so enemy and Josh. I think you said it. You might be right. Greta, it might not be Greta. They might go with a more traditional Barbie as a character in a story. You know, like Barbie's Rapunzel or something like that. Um, or they may say Mark. They may you know bring Margot Robbie on as executive producer and say, "What would you want to see in a sequel where Barbie's in the real world and she has something happens in Barbie Land or something like that?" I don't know. Like, but like it just seems like. Mattel is in the making toys business. Like, you know, there are certain movies that just can't have sequels. You know, like they the way they end, you couldn't do anything. And um, from a storytelling perspective, like there's no reason to. There's plenty of reasons. There's a there's about you know 300 million reasons they can think of to come up with another Barbie movie after this one was such a big hit. They're already planning a Hot Wheels movie. No, exactly. I think I mean there's definitely a Mattel cinematic universe about to happen. Um, and maybe that will be, maybe, you know, maybe it is a good case scenario where Barbie does really well 
but so does Hot Wheels and they make Hot Wheels sequels and they're like Barbie's fine as she is or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it will depend on what other successes they have. But yes, I think based on opening weekend alone, there's definitely a financial reason to do a sequel, um, which is a perfect tee up. So why don't you tell us about Barbie's record breaking or record setting weekend? Oh, no problem. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, you know, we <laughs> this is part one of our Bob and Barbenheimer special. Uh, Boppy is Letterbox decided to call it, but uh, they were like, we're not getting in on that Barbenheimer uh, lingo. Um, so both these both uh, we'll, we'll review Oppenheimer next week. And a little spoiler for that. I, I love that both of these movies have like a central figure that they like analyze, indict a little bit and celebrate to an extent like they they kind of they kind of both they're not similar in almost any other way but they both enjoy character nuclear bomb barbie yeah there you go so anyway barbie um th these are the official numbers now we had the sunday estimates which looked really good and then the the actuals came in and they're even higher barbie opens to 162 million dollars uh in its three-day total um just a huge huge number um, Oppenheimer is in at number two with 82.4. Uh, Sound of Freedom comes in with 19.8. Mission Impossible is at number four with 19.3. And then Indiana Jones with 6.6 .6 in the number five spot. Um, I don't normally run down a whole bunch of like records, but for Barbie and Oppenheimer next week, I've got some for you. Um, so Barbie, 162 US, 194 international for a worldwide total of $356 million in just its opening week. Huge, massive numbers. It's probably, it's already, I think, made back its production budget. The estimates on how much this marketing budget was are pretty obscene, but I think they'll make that back as well. And Mattel, I, Josh, you looked up, I think Mattel also put forward a lot of money in marketing. This is the highest opening ever by a female director, um, beating out Captain Marvel, um, which brought in $153 million back in 2019. I believe. And that one was actually, just, that was co-directed. Um, so the previous, it also beats the highest grossing movie directed solo by a woman, which was Wonder Woman by uh, Patty Jenkins. Blew that one away like by $60 million. Um, it's the third highest opening for a movie in July. That's huge. Like that's, that is a massive amount. Um, the only movies that opened higher than Barbie in July are Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 and The Lion King, the 2019 version. Um, Barbie opened better. Now, just in for inflation, this might change, but Barbie opened better than The Dark Knight Rises and The Dark Knight in July. Huge numbers. It is the... Uh, uh, this is also something that a lot of box office uh, nerds are kicking around. It's the fourth highest it is the fourth best overall weekend of all time with the only weekends that are higher being the weekend end game came out Avengers end game, the weekend of Avengers infinity war came out and the weekend star Wars, the force awakens came out Barbie and Oppenheimer together were almost as big as those three massive movies. And it took, I mean, it took 20 movies or so for Marvel to get a movie to that level. And Star Wars is obviously one of the biggest franchises of all time. So there you go. Barbenheimer together, $244.4 million combined. Uh, hell of an opening weekend. A lot of people are celebrating this as um, 
yes, finally people have decided they don't want superhero movies. I don't know if that's true, but this is a big win for um, original content, for um, new ideas. Granted, Barbie is based on a very lucrative toy, toy, but hopefully it is a good sign of like, hey, we want new stuff. We want new ideas. Give us something new to eat, you know. Uh, billion dollar Barbie maybe around the corner. I'll give you an update next week when we do Oppenheimer. But uh, uh, overall, box office is looking big. All right. Well, let's get into the letterbox game then. Uh, I've got a handful of reviews to read here. Unfortunately, a lot of them are related to Ken. I believe that might be because of the letterbox user base, but who am I to speculate? <laughs> um, first off, we got four stars dropping the kids off at Oppenheimer so the adults can watch Barbie. Oh, that's um, <laughs> this this is a really uh, good one, uh, but a long sentence. What I didn't know was how much Barbie would mean, not truly, not fully, how much it would mean to me, to the women sitting to my left and right, uh, to all of us, the depth and breadth of its central messaging was something I couldn't have ever anticipated. Uh, so that was very nice. Four and a half stars, I thank God for letting me exist in the same time on earth as Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Five stars, I cannot believe this is a real movie and not something just in my dreams. Mm -hmm. Five stars, in 50 years, Ryan Gosling's Ken performance will be taught in acting classes. <laughs> and finally, five stars, Ken out of Ken. There you go. <laughs> there you go, took it he from is all. Kenna. We'll never uh, get so, high praise. What, what, are, what are our guesses for the average? <laughs> Uh, I'll go first, since you, so you guys have the opportunity to box me out on this. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say it's sitting at a 4.1. You're optimistic. I, I, am. I, I You know, hearing that made me feel better. Um, but I just, I, I, I can't, I don't see this being over 4.4, being over a 4 on Letterboxd. I want it to be, but I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Um, I, my guess is a 3.8. 3.2, you say? 3.8. Oh, 8. Okay. 3 .8. Okay. 3.8. Hmm. 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 I do kind of think it could breach four territory. I'm afraid to go lower than that. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to say 4.0. I'm going to be safe with it. Ooh, okay. I'm going to win. I want it to be a four, but I'm just worried that a lot of people went on and review bombed it. A worthwhile strategy yeah. what do you think david oh i i already said a 4.1 oh 4.1 okay so yeah 4.1 4.0 and 3.8 let's see who the winner is okay we do not have a direct hit oh interesting we, we do have a winner and good news bad news bad news it's david good news it's hey. because it's a 4.2 um <laughs> Because I thought so, if it's over four, I bet it's like a four point two. Yes. Yeah, it's close for sure. Well, I'm happy that it's over a four though. Sad that David wins again. Well, we'll get to work on that. Maybe I'll do better next week for part two of Barbenheimer when we talk about Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. Um, so be sure to subscribe to the show uh in your favorite podcasting app oh, and on YouTube. We didn't what? give our ratings. Oh, we didn't give our ratings. Five star easy. Five stars. Five okay. stars. Four and a half. I don't half, give things really five like stars it. very often. I, what? 
I can't relitigate this, David. I can't. It's a it's a great <laughs> four and a half. It's a great four and a half movie. No, it's a five star movie. Okay. Anyway, we'll see what you th- we'll, we'll see what everybody thought of Oppenheimer next week. Um, subscribe online at so many sequels.com. You can look up all our past episodes there and find links to our social media channels. So be sure to follow us uh, everywhere. Uh, we'll be back next week with Oppenheimer. We'll mm-hmm. see you then.